Hey guys, this is Carpet Twine. Uh, just thought I'd let you guys know I was at the pawn shop and I saw a retard walking along loudly singing the Backstreet Boys. Uh, thought of you guys. Uh, the song was uh, Larger Than Life. I don't know if you're familiar, Lance. Alright, well, keep it sick, keep it wrong. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. And I'm Sleazy E. Got a special guest host in the studio. Thank you, Sleazy E, for coming in tonight. You're welcome. It's a special show. Episode 193 here is Sick and Wrong. It's actually kind of a spontaneous, impromptu show that wasn't planned. But uh, yet, we're doing this special advanced recording for 193. Yeah. So thanks for filling in there, Sleazy. No problem. It's good to do, because I know Wackerly hates to do two shows in one week. But the reason we're doing this special show is because I have to go back to Detroit, Michigan. Eish, to take care of my, the, my ailing father, the rabbi. I mean, couldn't he like live Nurse in... D. Simon here. <laughs> Did you, are you bringing your outfit? You have a nurse's outfit with a short skirt and thigh highs? My sexy nurse outfit? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I actually do plan to wear the sexy nurse outfit. I mean, why can't he live in Florida or something? Both I know. If he could live some somewhere, somewhere cool rather than probably the most wretched city in the country. You know, and depressing. Be, I mean, like fucking every, every store is closed and every fucking... Every know, house every, is abandoned. Then, yeah. Or like being I mean, inhabited by crackheads. Even, even before, that, before that, the weather and with everything, it was a pretty depressing town, but... But when now, it, yeah, no, yeah. now it's just, it, seriously, it's, you drive through that, that city and it is probably one of the most depressing jerkwater bergs I think I've ever been to. I think just like, like downtown, you know, I, it just reminds me of that movie, uh, Judgment Night. You remember that movie, Judgment Night, when they was get off the... Was Stallone? He plays the no, judge, no, no, he no. drives around. No, there was, it was, uh, <laughs> they're like in this uh, Winnebago Warriors and they go into a game and they pull off the freeway and they pull off in like a really dark, I think it is Detroit and they pull off in a really bad part of town and they see a murder and then what part of town is not bad though, yeah exactly <laughs> well no you know in, it's like uh, to defend Detroit it's not it's downtown Detroit yeah. inner city Detroit is is a dangerous place but yeah. most like white people I guess <laughs> definitely all the Jews live in the suburbs so right. my father lives in West Bloomfield which is a very affluent suburb right so I have to go which is even more boring at least Detroit has cool bars and you know yeah. the thrill of maybe getting shot walking to your car or like clutch cargoes or something what's going to happen in uh, you know West Bloomfield nothing you get pulled over by the cops yeah, yeah. for drinking and driving yeah. so anyway I'm going back to Detroit to take care of my father because I think I mentioned a couple shows back that um he had prostate surgery. Ouch. Which... I'm not looking forward to fucking uh, You know, I was about seriously. to say, it's a very ill portent for all of us. It's like yeah. for all men who have <laughs> prostates. You know, we, we all have to... We're all going to suffer that. Eventually, we're all going to have... It's, it's inevitable that we're going to have prostate issues as we age. I'm just so not looking forward to that. The finger up the bum? Nah. Well, you know, I don't even know if... Like, I'm hoping by the time... We get to that age where we have uh, issues with our prostate. They're going to have like Ma- some new technology that, that we don't have to have a doctor stick his finger Magic in our pill. asshole. Yeah, 
You know, yeah. well, just like the magic pill that cures fucking everything, you know? Well, so. you're probably going to request it, but I bet you by the time <laughs> you get to that age, I want the, the magic pill 70, and the finger up the bum. <laughs> no, but you know, it's so, so the prostate, I don't think a lot of people know what the prostate is. But only men have prostates, and it's, it's an organ. I think it's supposed to be the, about the size of a walnut. Oh. And it's uh, basically, you know... Does it, it, it look like a walnut? I, th- I think it's shaped like it's, a walnut. Oh. But it, it, has, it stores and secretes a slightly alkaline fluid, milky or white in appearance, that constitutes 25 to 30% of the volume of the semen. So Did it's you know basically that? like the pre, pre-balls, I guess, right? Well, would the balls be considered? Cr- would the testicles be considered the, the cum containers? Tank, the cum yeah, tank? yeah, yeah. So the cum tank's the testicle. The produ- then, then the prostate is the producer, like the manufacturing, the business, or the the, the factory of the semen. Yeah, or the the. And then the then the the well, balls the, the are the fluid silos. that's part of the semen. I think is right, right. is manufactured okay. in the prostate. So I think what happens is as you age, the prostate enlarges. So I think probably what you need to do is just to make sure that you ejaculate consistently to get the keep the fluids going moving did so, you, but do you even think if you jerk off five times a day you're still i think i don't think you're really? gonna prevent you know the enlargement you, you can still of the get prostate. prostate cancer yeah no i did if we it's inevitable we're all gonna have a doctor shove his finger in our asshole i mean but you be female at least <laughs> <laughs> i don't know you know i'd probably prefer a male? I mean, well, you know, we... Oh, we, Lance, what? what? But, no, I mean, I prefer a female, obviously, to, to put a finger in my butt if I have to have a finger in my ass. But, you know, the chances are she's not going to be some attractive doctor from this set of ER. Yeah, you like, know, uh, like that, uh, that Indian girl from, uh, from, what is it, Grey's Anatomy? Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, no, she's yeah. not going to look like her. Right. But, you know, if you think about it, it's like we, we talk about finger in the butt, and like, oh, no, I never want a finger in the butt. No, definitely a finger in the butt. It's disgusting. <laughs> We're all going to have to have a finger in our ass. Yeah. I mean, it's inevitable. Right. But I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that uh, there might be a treatment, you know, in like 40 years or whenever I need to have the finger put in my butt to check right. my enlarged prostate. I'm thinking by then, because this is a, a malady that affects white men, you know, right. uh, rich white men, they're probably going to have a cure for it by then. Like a little pill or maybe, uh, you know, a suppository we can just <laughs> jam up there and it'll just kind of like, you know, a little laser zapper or something. Yeah. Because... You know, if if it was breast cancer, uh, who cares? You know, they're not. They're, it's, it doesn't affect white men, right? Old, you know? old, yeah, old white men, yeah, right. Herpes, exactly. right. well, you know, yeah, that yeah. affects that uh, affects people the underprivileged, like... you know, <laughs> <laughs> the prostitutes. Right. Who cares about them? Right, right. You know, it's right. but uh, yeah. Since, since so, you think they're going to cure like put the uh, swollen prostates before they cure AIDS? Or I'm sure George Bush passed legislation to ensure that <laughs> men will not have to they have a finger already, in the ass. But they probably already cured it. They're 70, for, and they're just not telling the lower lives. So my father had a large prostate, had to have the surgery, which I guess is a relatively simple procedure, I guess. But well, they, um, they just for about a week and a half, he's not going to be able to drive, and I think he has to wear like diapers. So I, I don't know if I'm going to have to like change the diapers or anything. I, I, I'm going to prob- I'm most likely going to be like, you know, Dad, uh, you're on your own with that, or we're going to have to get you a nurse. Because I'm not changing rabbi. Di- I'm not changing rabbi diapers. I'm putting my foot down, <laughs> my nurse foot. Yeah. So your high heeled shoe. So yeah, I got to go. So not only do I have to go for a week and a half and take care of my ailing father, at the end of it, my dad is asking me if um, if I would stay to go to Yom Kippur services. So Yom no Kippur idea. is one of the Jewish high holy days. Right. It, it, I, I, you know, I, I can't explain to you how much of an ordeal 
Yom Kippur services is. The most boring situation you'll ever be in in your life. It's like hours and hours of From listening like to Jewish guilt. six in the morning to like five in the afternoon. No, it's like eight in the morning to about two. And then you got to come back from like four till six. Do you it's have like, arduous. Do you have like uh, the blood of Jesus or anything like that to, uh, to compensate? No, they don't even give me anything cool like that. You know what I'm going to do is I'm going to get like probably four Vicodin, maybe, <laughs> maybe drink a Jack and Coke, and then get those glasses with like the thick eyes, eyes on, on it. So, so I'll just be or passed just out. Paint and on like, like, in, like in Raiders of the Lost Ark, paint the eye, but your eyes on the outside of your eyelash on your. Uh, uh, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, paint my as if yeah. my eyes are open, yeah. just yeah. kind of. And no, I'm yeah. probably going to do something like that, like yeah. the glasses that Homer wore when he did jury duty. Yeah. So yeah, so that's why we're doing this uh, special advanced recording here of episode 193 of Sick and Wrong. And since this isn't a typical show, an ordinary show, we ac- I actually arranged an interview with a guest who I've been trying to get on the show for a couple months now. Uh, his name is Todd Bohannon, and he's the operator of a website called MurderAuction.com. You ever heard of Murder Auction there, Sleazy? Uh, no, and I'm very, yeah, I mean, I, other than the, today, I was checking it out. It's pretty amazing. Well, where do you some, get uh, your true crime artifacts? <laughs> well, I normally murder them. The, the Can't people. go to Kmart. <laughs> <laughs> I murder the people themselves, and I just take them with me when I go. So. You know, it, it's fascinating to me. It's, so murderauction.com is uh, the largest true crime artifact site on this internet. Wow. Yeah, no, there's a few of them. But murderauction.com is the largest one. And I guess that's the most like uh, prolific name, you know, like that you could get, right? You, like, well, it's it's definitely to the point. Yes. I mean, <laughs> it's like uh, you know, you know, they're not auctioning off. It's not like eBay where you're like, what's what's what are they? Well, selling? they're not auctioning E's? off like you know, beanbag babies or whatever those <laughs> things are. What were those things called? Remember those beanie, beanie babies? Beanie yeah. babies. Yeah. No, I don't think you're gonna get unless it was a beanie baby that was owned by John Wayne Gacy. Oh, it was sliced open with all yeah. the nuts and guts. Dahmer's and beanie babies yeah. might be auction off at murderauction.com. So anyway, I contacted Todd, and uh, yeah, he said he was down to uh, talk to us here on the show. And uh, yeah, it's interesting. I, I kind of want to find out, you know, I, I've, I've been studying, and I know a few people who've collected artifacts. I, I find it a little creepy, but at yeah. the same time, morbidly intriguing. fascinating. Yeah, yeah it's intriguing. intriguing. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's, I, I would love to go to someone's house and be like, wow, you know, that's sand from John Wayne Gacy's well, crawl space. Like if you had like all the money that you could, you know, all the money that you had, that you could you could ever have, and so there was no object. I mean, what 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 were the thing? What would be the things that you would buy that you could? That if you if money was no object, what would you buy? Probably would try to get Hitler's underwear. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, you know, I probably wouldn't. <laughs> Used underwear. Like, hey. Yeah, You're just you know, an innocent penny sniffer. No, but uh, I, I mean, yeah, there's, there's a lot of things that would be kind of interesting. I don't know necessarily if I'd want to own it. Yeah. I mean, well, I like to, I would like to see it. I'd like to maybe hold it. Yeah. But I don't know if necessarily well, I'd want to own the knife that killed Sharon Tate. Yeah, right. Well, so, yeah, totally. You know, I, th- I, th- I think that's... Uh, Above the line of morbidity that I'm just not willing to cross. But, you know, there's a lot of people out there that that want letters from serial killers, um, you know, Uh, magazine ads stained with the bodily fluids of a campus shooter, such as Cho from VTech. Wow. Um, A lot of, uh, you know, murderers, uh, serial killers on death row are artists. Richard Ramirez, uh, Gacy. Well, they were very creative in their murder techniques, and so they just parlay that into... uh, to, uh, you know, different media, I guess, right? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people out there. Marilyn Manson, he's the collector of uh, Nazi war memorabilia. Let right. me kill mister. Right. A lot of people. And, uh, but so it's, so there's, a, you know, there's a the group a of enthusiasts. Definitely a market. Yeah, enthusiasts yeah. that get together. And so this is where they trade. 
and bid on items that they can't find on eBay. But I mean, what kind of prices are we are we are we talking about? I mean, you know, like are we at hundreds or tens or thousands or what? You know, like I can't answer that question for you, Sleazy. <laughs> Go to the That's website. That's a question for Todd. <laughs> That's a question for Todd. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, let's give Todd a call here and find out how MurderAuction.com functions, and right. uh, maybe we can learn and see how we oh, can, wow. uh, you know, get an item that once maybe. Uh, collection of tiny little shoes that John Wayne Gacy had in his basement. Or some of like Richard Ramirez used toilet paper or something. You know? So we'll, let's give him a call but uh, before that, quick word from our sponsor. <laughs> uh, people you know, Sick and Wrong is brought to you by AdamandEve.com uh, Right now we have a special deal going for a limited time only. You'll get 50% off just about any item but that's not all. There's more. There's when you more. select your item at 50% off, you get three free adult DVDs and you get a free extra gift. So sensual I'm not even allowed to talk about it on the air. And they even throw in free shipping for your order. So check wow. that out. What a bargain. bargain. I mean, even, even most Jews out there would be like, yeah, that's not bad. Tell what a bargain. Dude. So 50% off your item, three free DVDs, a free gift, and free shipping. So go to adamandeve.com when you check out. Use the word diddle as the uh, offer code upon checkout. Hi, Todd. This is uh, D. Simon and uh, Ian calling from Sick and Wrong. How's it going? I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Hold on one second. Let me uh, turn your volume up a little bit. Hey, thanks for being on the show tonight. Didn't mean to uh, keep you up so late. That's not a problem. Yeah, I figured uh, with a site like murderauction.com, you're probably up to the wee hours of the night sometimes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Chasing the moon. Yeah. Chasing the moon, yeah. Chasing the moon. So we have uh, Todd Bohannon on here from uh, MurderAuction.com, the largest uh, uh, true crime memorabilia site, right? Uh, auction site on the internet. That's right. So, um, Todd, just a little history here. When did you launch MurderAuction.com? Uh, I believe it was about four years ago. So the site's been around for about four years? That's right. Uh, what was your inspiration? Like, how did you get into, you know... Like, what was the idea behind just launching a an auction site for a true crime memorabilia? Well, eBay at one time had allowed all this stuff, and then um, they had a victim's right advocate convince them to ban it off of eBay. And uh, when that happened, you know, nobody had a place to go. So um, as I learned more about the web and websites and things like that, I just... Um, I had a friend that had his own website. And so you you design you design and uh, and run the website yourself, or? Um, I, w- I, d- I wouldn't say I designed it, but um, I, ha- I had a friend you know help me set it up, and, and I run it. Right. So, are you a true crime memorabilia collector yourself? Like, how'd you get into that? Um, at thirteen, I, I wrote Charles Manson, and. Um, then, you know, from there, as, as the Internet evolved, you know, you would hear about more cases. A lot of information was uh, easier to get a hold of. Uh, people were easier to learn about. And so um, after Manson, you know, I learned about, you know, Dahmer and then, you know, Gacy. And, you know, and so uh, as the Internet grew, so did my interest. So what, what did you say to Manson just for interest's sake here? Um... Now or when I was young. 
No, I guess uh, when, when you're young, when you first, I mean, you're you 13 years old, you just wrote him a letter saying, hey, how's, how's it going there, Charles? Um, for, I believe the first one was something like that. The second one, uh, he never did answer the first. So the second one, uh, I quoted some uh, death penalty stuff that had been in the newspaper and uh, tried to get him to react, you know, from that. And uh, I think eventually, uh, like a representative, uh, he is like a handler, um, kind of told him to write because I was so young. Oh, and so, boy, it'd like, be good for his case or something? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I noticed that on your site you have a list of uh, inmates' addresses. Do you still correspond frequently with uh, various inmates, serial killers? Yeah, probably, um, I don't know, half a dozen to a dozen. I mean, do they respond? Like, have you ever, did, did you ever write Gacy? No, never did write Gacy. So who, who else do you correspond with? Um, now I correspond with uh, Daniel Conahan. Um, Mark Hacking, Hayden Clark, Keith Jesperson, um, Richard Ramirez. Wow. Uh, well, it's interesting. So anyone could write one of these guys. and mo Do most of them typically respond? Uh, I'm going to say, yeah, most of them do. There's only a couple that, like, we all, uh, as a group, you know, we're always trying to get that just don't write anybody. Right. Huh. So, um... How, tell me about the site. How does the site work? Do you actually own these items and sell them yourself? Or is it just like eBay where I would list an item and it's, it's, so the, the site's just basically a thoroughfare conduit between a buyer and a seller? Yeah, it's just um, like an auditorium or whatever. Uh, you know, I just provide that. You, you pay a registration fee annually. And then, uh, you know, if you want to buy or sell, you, you come and do that. So who who's selling the item? Is it are the prisoners selling the item, or is it like the victims' families? Um, well, people like myself, the people that write, or you know, um, I wouldn't really typically say family members do, but from time to time they, I wouldn't say they sell on my site, but they might give stuff to people who in turn sell on my site. So the people that are buying it are quote unquote collectors. Right. So, so when, so you've been collecting for a while, am I correct? Seventeen years. Seventeen years, and there's a just a whole group of people that that uh, that kind of trade information and just collect um, true crime memorabilia. Right. So I read about John Wayne Gacy, just one case in particular. I heard he was selling artwork, I think, right from from the prison itself, right back in the day, and then. Yeah. That became illegal, and then people were selling his artwork. That's right. So I heard one of the guys that was uh, buying his stuff, there's a rich businessman from Chicago, and he was just buying as many Gacy prints as he could and then burning them. I've never heard that. Because uh, that's why uh, people said it's, it's, there's a lot of um, paintings, like original paintings that you can't, you can't get anymore because this guy destroyed them. Wow. So I wonder, does that happen frequently, or or most of the people who are buying stuff are like avid collectors? I'm gonna say most people that are, are buying are collectors, because um, I, I mean I've offered to sell my site to uh, people that are against it, you know, so that they can do what they want with it um, because they complain about it so much. So I've been like, well, you know, if you don't like it, here's my price, you know, buy it and do what you know what you want with it, and. Uh, they, they never do, and 
you know, I've offered more than once, and they always just kind of turn their nose up and hmm. for it. But I mean, like, um, so I mean, you're making money from it. Are there are the um, the are there the prisoners? Are they the murderers or whatever? Are they they're not allowed to make a profit from their notoriety, are they? Or no. So. Uh, do they are they kind of upset that you you and other people and other collectors are making money from something like you know like from their, their art from something yeah their notoriety and their crime or whatever, and they have like you know like well why would they be writing to you if all you're going to do is turn around and sell it on the site you know? Well, a lot, that's a, a problem with a lot of them. I get around that because I don't actually sell anything. I get on my site. You know, I make right. money through everybody else doing it. Um, but that, that, you know, that's an ongoing problem with, with them. You know, a lot of times they're just looking for somebody to befriend. Right. And so they write hoping that they'll find somebody to stick around for a while and write them. Yeah. You know, while these people, you know, they get a few letters, they never hear from them again. And then next thing you know, they're selling the stuff. So, so Todd, tell me, what are some of the most common items that are being auctioned on the site? Uh, most common probably letters, um, from anybody, Gacy is always a big seller, um, and then I'm gonna say Manson pulls in strong behind Gacy. So, I mean, if, as a collector, what are some of the items that you own? Like, do you have some? Do you have some really rare items? Like, maybe even things from a crime scene. Things from a crime scene. We have a lot of dirt, a lot of uh, rock and stuff from crime scenes. Do you have uh, sand from Gacy's crawl space? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I've, no, I've heard, I've seen that online I have before. That. I have some uh, gang grave dirt. But then, how? Do, then we get into another part. Like, I mean, how how do you like uh, authenticate this stuff? Like, you know, it's like a rock. You know, well, letters one thing. You can like look at the handwriting or whatever. But how do you authenticate a rock? You know. Well, most of the stuff like that that I have, um, I've either got from people that I know have went and got it, or you know, I went and got it myself. So. All oh, right. Well, that kind of leads into my next question. How do you um, acquire these items? Other than like going to a site like, like your site. As a collector, like, do you go to the actual uh, site where the crime happened? Um, when I can, I like to. Um, um, they don't necessarily happen as much as I'd like to go, but um, so, some of the, you know, sometimes they change addresses or... Sometimes it's private property. You can't, you know, get to it and stuff like that. But and then you just do you just loot stuff from that's available or? Yeah, you know, if it's dirt, you just you know take a little scraper with you and some baggies. Right. So what about uh, like the actual like the murder weapons or things like that? That um, some police would get that and they'd be logged in the evidence room. But do do those type of items ever become available? Very rarely you'll see um, you know something like that that. Um, like, uh, there's usually floating around is like a lot of, uh, not necessarily, I wouldn't say weapons that were used, but knives and things from, uh, the gang house. Um, uh, Gary, Gary Gilmore's gun was for sale on my site one time. Yeah, I saw that one time, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I've heard that, uh, someone actually sold Dahmer's bathtub. Like, did, do you ever, I mean, do you ever encounter where, like, the landlord... You know, of the uh, actual, you know, the apartment that Dahmer, you know, did most of his murders. Like, do, do, does it ever happen like a landlord will get get some of the items and be like, well, you know, I can make a profit off of this? Not in my experience. 
Um, I wouldn't say that it don't happen, but I've, I've never run across anybody like that. Because I mean, like, you know, obviously a place, uh, an area of that uh, house or apartment building that, you know, where that's happened at, I mean, you know, it's, it's going to be difficult to rent out after that's happened, so I'm sure they're going to want to, you know, demolish it or like, you know, and a lot of those places are going to be in disrepair probably too. Like, I mean, we just recently have that, you know, Garrido thing when the house is in pretty bad disrepair and so I mean I'm sure they're going to knock down a lot of that and a lot of people are going to be grabbing for well, sh- parts of the shed and stuff probably. Well I think people are also reluctant to move into like a murderer's yeah, home well that, you know, yeah, for the most part. Yeah. So Todd tell me what, what's one of the most expensive items you've ever sold like auction off on the site? Um, hmm. I don't know I've seen a lot of things that you know we're in uh, you know that we're like uh, the Gilmore gun again was a million dollars, but it didn't sell. Oh. And then a lot of stuff um, will be on the site, and then it will go privately later. You right. know, like um, might be a, a few thousand dollars, and then people, you know, go back and forth, and then you know they might add this and change that, and so later on it becomes you know more of a private deal than it is public. Wow. Um, no time and and deals are struck and things like that. So I have a question here about legality. So I've read about like the Son of Sam law, which I don't even know if that's still in effect anymore. No, it's Son of Sam law's been dead for years. So, but the Son of Sam law that was that basically prevented criminals from profiting off their own, um, you know, their own notoriety, right? right? So Gacy couldn't sell his artwork from the prison cell. So then, what is the Stop the Sale of Murderabilia to Protect the Dignity of Crime Victims Act? Um, that deals more with the mail. Um, they're trying to stop the mail from going out. Like if, um, like if you were an inmate and you were doing art, they want to pay uh, federal uh, officers to go through each person's individual mail and take out what they feel is murderabilia. And um, and then ship the rest. So who came up with this term murderabilia, though? Andy Kahn. He's a victim's right advocate out of Texas. And it's a relatively new term. I mean, when you hear a term like that, you find it derogatory? Yeah, we, we call it true crime artifacts. True crime artifacts? Right. So are, is it your main critics, like your most vocal critics, do they tend to be victim's right advocates? Or like senators, like politicians. Um, they they were victims' rights people, and Andy has stirred up a lot of politicians in his crusade. And did any of this affect your site or the operation of your site? Oh yeah, they make it more popular every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all publicity is good publicity. So what about um one one thing I was wondering, running a site like this, I imagine a lot of victims and victims' families probably get yep. kind of upset about people collecting true crime memorabilia or true crime artifacts. Do you ever uh-huh. get death threats? Do you ever get nasty emails? Yeah, I've got tons of death threats uh, via email. Um, a lot of times, uh, like if I was doing a show on the news, uh, before I can get back out to the car, um, I'm getting them like via email on my telephone. So what's a typical death threat where they're just like, you're going to go to hell? Yeah, I'm sick and I'm going to pay... So have you ever had a, you know, a letter from like an actual prisoner himself who wrote in saying, you know, hey, man, I want my boxer briefs back or, 
You know, like Richard Ramirez saying, hey, I want my toothbrush back. Um. No? I, no, I can't remember anything like that. Oh, okay, so murderers never really get uh, get that upset. So, so tell me, is there anything <laughs> on your site? Like, do you approve or at least... Um, are you aware of every item that's being auctioned? Or, like, is there anything for like? Is there anything that you would not sell? Like, just that would just violate your personal ethics? Out of principle. Um, a lot of times, um, stuff shows up that, um, depending on how new the crime is, um, like when Cho shot up uh, the West Virginia Tech. Um, the guy that oh, massacred right, yeah. the people at VTech. Right. I said I wasn't gonna let anything from him uh, show up on there. Why? Why? Why would that be? It was just too fresh at the time. Okay. It was just too raw in people's minds. Right. What about items like um, Nazi items, like uh, Hitler's? You know, like a like it, an empty it, Hitler's mustache trimmer. <laughs> uh, it's uh, stuff like that. So, you know, it's up all the time. I've actually got a lot of Nazi stuff myself. So. Oh really? Do you actually own any Hitler's personal belongings? No, no, I wish. I've got more like uh, money from that time era, you know, with swastika armbands that the soldiers wore on their uniforms with swastika. I remember I once went, the first time I met this girl, I went to her house. She actually had a an SS dagger. Wow. And she claimed it belonged to like Eichmann or someone, but I don't know. It's That's another thing that's kind of difficult to verify. Um, on the blade, they say something about blood curdling or something other on the blade of them. So... When uh, when asked by um, critics, when do do people like do you feel personally that sites like yours and I know there's various um, you know true crime artifact auction sites glorify serial killers' crimes or at least celebrate the accomplishments somewhat? No, I, I don't feel like I'm doing that any more than Discovery or A and E or Biography. Right. Right, right. Yeah. Well, th- that was my point. Is yeah. you know, A and E will run a true crime biography or that right. true crime library cult, site, but they sell advertising. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, they're they're profiting off of it. Right. So you've never actually received any um, any feedback from somebody that's just like, wow, that kind of hits home. That kind of um, you know pulls on the sympathy strings. Mm, what do you mean? No, have you ever like uh, as a victim? ever written to you? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had, like, people's dads, you know, people's mom, stuff like that, have wrote and told me I was sick. And um, Do you respond? Do you write back? Not to those people. Usually when usually when it's just somebody that emails in, they don't identify themselves, and they're like, oh, you're sick, you're twisted, I'll usually just email back and say, you know, thanks for supporting my site and tell your friends. So, do you see anything wrong with a with a prisoner like Gacy selling his art directly from a website from the prison? I don't. Um, you know, we put Gacy there, and and like with you know when BTK when they arrested him, you know they took his crayons. Right. Um, one of the judges did said he couldn't draw because they didn't want that happening, and and that's the way they ought to do everybody. You know, when they are sentencing them, if they don't want it to be an issue. You know, they ought to do it then, not turn around and, and sentence them and then constrain, you know, make up the rules as we go. Well, I mean, think about it. You're in prison for life. It's like, is it is it a crime? You know, I mean, it's just, it's further suffering not to let them, like, draw a painting or draw a picture. Yeah, but they don't have to let it out, I guess, really, do they? I mean, and most of, the, most of the artwork you see is not violent. People always talk about violent artwork. Um, but, I, you know, I've got a room full of artwork, and, and there's, 
you know, maybe two percent of it's actually violent. Yeah, Gacy just drew yeah. a lot of pictures of clowns. Right, right, yeah. Some had skulls and little hats <laughs> on them, but I mean, they're still clowns. Well, so the site's murderauction.com. Anyone can sign up. You pay a uh, registration fee. That's right, ten dollars. Ten dollars, and uh, was that last for a whole year? That's right. And it doesn't matter how much you sell or how little you sell. Nope. Oh. And okay, well, um, you know, I'm gonna invite. I'll put up a link on our site, and uh, we'll um, definitely uh, promote it here on the show as well, and so people can come check it out. Todd, thank you for taking the time yeah, to talk again. to us on awesome. Sick and Wrong. Yep. Thank you. Thanks. All right. Take it easy, man. Bye. Bye. Well, I'm definitely going to have to check out that site. You know, I don't actually own anything that belonged to a serial killer. At one time, I did have a print of a John Wayne Gacy painting. How did you acquire that? You know, it was at a store. I bought it in Chicago. And it was, but it was just it a was copy. A print. Yeah, right, right. But, uh, well, one of my, my neighbor and one of my really good friends, uh, who's called into the show many times, he has an original Wayne Gacy. He bought on, I think he bought it on eBay for like 80 bucks or something like that, but a long time ago. I think it's like 10 years ago. Or well, what's, like the, what is it, what's the it's picture? A clown. Yeah. It's, oh, a painting. it's a clown. It's a real painting of town. Yeah. yeah, no, I just had, a, I had the print of uh, the Pogo the Clown painting with the, with the balloons. Is, I used that, to, is, that a, is that a common one? I don't know. I'm not that familiar with his paintings. I mean, he painted a lot of clowns, but there's that one iconic picture of Gacy holding Ro- balloons with Ronald, dressed with, up as Pogo. With Ronald McDonald. Yeah, <laughs> and Hamburglar. <laughs> no, I had it for a while, and then I think I gave it to a roommate I lived with back in Chicago. Well, it wasn't signed or numbered or anything like that, was it? Now, you know, it did have a number was, in the back. Uh, I, was, I was wondering, but it's a print. It wasn't yeah, original. Right. But, you know, it, it interests me. Uh, sites like these interest me. And uh, what people's reaction to, um, you know, someone's hobby, true crime collecting. Well, or, or even like collecting Nazi war mem- right. memorabilia, like "Let Me Kill Mister" has right. a house full of uh, you know yeah. Nazi helmets. Uh, Marilyn Manson is another right. avid uh, collector. Right, right. F- to me personally, it's like you know if well, it depends. You, you've, I mean, you don't know where they stand. Obviously, you know if they're if they are you know for or against that. If they just collect it just out of like collection sake, or just because of the era and the and the how it affected hi- history. Or whether they are collecting it because they are they want they want They're, to be fucking they wish they were an SS yeah, troop. Yeah. But it's the irony, though, the irony of of uh, people that that fascinates me about this. That people act disgusted and revolted by serial killers, by murderers. Yeah, but I mean, do you think you really think that you would you how would you how would your your feelings change if if say it was your sister or your mom or whatever that was well, killed no, by no, this serial killer? I understand you'd you know? have sympathy for the victims, right. but then explain to me this: well, Garrido, who just abducted J.C. Dugard, yep. still headlines splashed across the front yeah. page of every newspaper. And there's so weeks or three many weeks ago. magazines. Yeah. yeah, because and uh, you know, and well, it's murder just cells. Be on Oprah. Yeah, murder yeah. cells. Yeah. People people right. act like they're disgusted and repulsed right. by, but really. They're fascinated. Yeah, fa- they're fascinated yeah, yeah. by the macabre. They're fascinated by morbid type of things. And that, that's the thing. It's like, uh, you know, people will, will look at Todd here and, and condemn his site for selling these items and condemn these people as being sick, you know, uh, disgusting people that, that have no morals for selling and collecting these items. Right. But yet, they would be lined up around the block to go to a museum in Las Vegas that had like, you know... Uh, here's a recreation of uh, well, items that, that at the Tate home, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, they have that um, that, that museum, and it used to be in San Diego, but it's now in uh, in Hollywood, uh, Museum of Death, and they have, you know, like, real crime scene photos and memorabilia and, like, electric chairs and all sorts of stuff, um, you know, to do with death. And, I mean, like, real, you know, real stuff from crime scenes and all that kind of stuff. And people, you know, obviously, they, they've been in business for, you know, 
20 years, 15, 20 years or People whatever, and they're making money. People travel across the country to get yeah. checks, checks yeah. stuff like that. But I mean, but, but actually collect, you know, that is, is collecting something and having something in your home and close to you, is that pushing the boundaries, you know? Well, you know, I, I, I guess you have to think about this way. Let's say, uh, you know, you're hanging out and uh, you're at the bar and then they're like, yeah, after party at a... Uh, Tim's house. You go over to Tim's house, and it's just like you know a room full of like Jeffrey Dahmer memorabilia. Wouldn't you be like and Jewish uh, gold teeth? Yeah, I'm probably gonna take <laughs> yeah. off. You know, it, well, or it's like if you go somewhere and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, these are all like authentic Nazi lamps made of Jews. See, right. you can tell by the tattoo. Right. I think I'd probably end up being I'd, like fascinated at first. Maybe check it out and be like, okay, pretty, I'm not gonna pass out in here. Right. I'd be pretty. Cr- I mean, yeah, because uh, it was funny. I was uh, and um, at this. Uh, store on Melrose in LA called Necromance and they have like uh, you know it looks like a Marilyn Manson video inside they have all the bones and yeah, all that stuff the, actually that place is great it's yes. on Melrose yeah, they, yeah. they have the jars of formaldehyde yeah and like, like everything like, and I was just like wow look at the like they had some really antique like uh, medical devices you know like speculum whatever. and I'm like wow and it was like a speculum was like an old like from the 20s like a speculum was like 20 bucks right I was like wow that's really, I was with my friend's girlfriend I was like wow that's really really cool and she goes why don't you get one I'm just like what? <laughs> like, you know, how do I, you know, like explain like, that I to like a girl? I'm talking about here, <laughs> yeah. but I just don't think I want it in my in my house. No, I mean that being that close, or having you know, a piece of art, like having a Wayne Gacy poster on your wall that you see every day, that's a little bit pushing boundaries for me. But I mean, obviously for not, yeah, some people. So the site is murderauction.com, and I'd like to thank you, thank Todd here for being on the show. People, go check it out. Go buy some uh, murderabilia. Yeah, definitely. Hi, this is Bob Madigan, and you're living, ah, listen, living, listening to Synchronon. Sick and Ron. Sick and Ron. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Right here. Yes, you're listening to Synchronon, and this is Bob Madigan, and uh, I hope you're still going to listen later on, dude. <laughs> So uh, we're about to wrap up the show here, episode 193 of Sick and Wrong. We have a few phone calls to get to and a couple emails. People can call Sick and Wrong at 206-666-3846 or send us an email, sickandwrongpodcast at uh, hotmail.com. Do it. And uh, yeah, let's uh, play a couple calls here. Yep. Sleazy. Hey, hey. What's up, Dean Lance? Uh, hey, it's J-Mat from San Diego. Uh, dude, I just got off work and I'm driving to, uh, driving to the gym in La Jolla. And uh, I turn on the street where my gym is, and, the, and I, there's these two kids on the corner selling uh, lemonade. It's fucking like 100 degrees down here right now. And I look at the little sign, it says lemonade at $1.50. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, dude, are you serious? $1.50 for these little cups? Sure enough, I look up, and the two little kids are wearing yarmulkes. <laughs> I, up, and I thought, of, thought of Mr. Simon immediately. Uh, yeah, it's my little anecdote. Keep it safe. Keep it wrong. Wait. You got to admire their entrepreneurship. You know? Those Jews are all about making money, even when they're six years so, old. So, okay, so like... It's in our genes, Sleazy. It is, it is. So, like, you know these yarmulke things, right? Like, do they come in different sizes or what? Yeah, they I've come in different sizes, different colors. Yeah, I've seen Spider-Man ones. And yeah, ones. there's yeah. like, a, I mean, if you're a hip Jew, you can get those. You can get... But, I mean, is that, like, an offensive to the region if you had a Spider-Man yarmulke? I no, mean, as long as the have... head is covered. I imagine if you had, like, a yarmulke with a swastika on it, <laughs> that might be offensive. I gotcha. But I if gotcha. you just have, like, you know, a My Little Pony one, Teenage but... Mutant Ninja Turtle yarmulke, right, right, you're going right. to look cool. 
But I mean, like, is, wasn't it created? Wasn't the Emma created to cover the bald spot? So, like, <laughs> if you're a, a five-year-old, ten-year-old, isn't that defeating the object of the game, right? A little bit. Well, you know, I mean, I think you're preparing him. How do you keep it on anyway? You got a little clip. Oh, okay. Got a little clip, yeah, you know. You. you can put it on and charge it. Excuse my well, what do you say? Five bucks for a little Dixie cup full yeah, of lemonade. I mean, that plays. A, that, that's that's a lot of uh, clips you can afford. Gotta now. admire their entrepreneurship. Uh, thanks, there, J Mac. What's uh, call number two? Hey, Gil. So I was going to work today, and usually I I get off the transpace terminal. I walk that uh, little fucked up alleyway by the uh, terminal. Doesn't that sound like a robot voice? Like the, the kind of voice I love that, that you... guy's voice. It's like uh, what's that guy from Buck Rogers, the little robot? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking <laughs> what's his about. Name? Wiki, uh, Wiki, Wiki. Tootsie Roll or something? <laughs> yeah. Isn't it like Tootie? Tootie. No. No, it's Tootie. Is it? Yeah. Okay. And, or was okay. it Tootie? No, no, I'm thinking of that fat girl in Facts of Life. <laughs> anyway, it sounds like him. Like a, he sounds like the. Uh, I the, love his voice. The voice that's in your Mac. Yeah, you know how yeah, you yeah, get yeah. those those voices in the Mac. So, yeah, so he's talking about um, he must live in San Francisco. Town, yeah. If uh, he's walking to work uh, south of Market, like behind the Transbay Terminal, which is kind of a nasty alley. It is. Yeah, you wouldn't so, want to. You wouldn't be stuck there a, on a dark, lonely night for sure. No. it's like parallel between Mission and Howard. I think it's called Natoma or Mina. Anyway, you guys probably are familiar with it. Place smells like a public latrine, man, and. <laughs> So, this morning, I'm walking by the uh, usual assortment of bums there, are sorry, wackerly hobos, and um, one of them gets in the fight with the other, which happens all the time, you know, and I think you've even mentioned this on the show, uh, when these guys fight, it's never very interesting because they're not that good at it. I mean, they don't put on a show like the fucking Cholos do, right? So, this was no exception. Cholos don't fight. A lot fight. of wild swings, a lot of misses. A lot of shoving around. It wasn't really all that interesting. Till finally, the taller one finally gets an angle on the uh, shorter guy and nails him. Just nails him with a, a, a uh, cut to the uh, jaw. You could hear the bone crack, right? Oh, nice. Guy starts going down, and then he pulls this WWF move, the elbow to the back of the neck as he's going down. I, see, I didn't think he could pull it off that fast, but he did but that wasn't the cool part. The cool part was afterwards, he whips it out and starts peeing on the motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, what the fuck? Is this a nice hardcore video or like what? Ultimate dominance. I had to go to the fucking Irish pub next door and take my mind off it. I still think about it. I think I might have a spleef now. <laughs> I hope you had a bunch of Jamesons on that one. Dude, that's like ultimate domination. So how, yeah, I mean, like, in, like in in uh, on the PlayStation, like, how would you pull that move? Would, like, what? Is you your finishing move? The, <laughs> yeah. the urinating on the, uh, the the knocked out the unconscious guy? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. You know that that's a gnarly bum fight. It's been a while since I've seen just a really gnarly. Know, when you bum think fight. about like where we live and how the how it is here, Tenderloin, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, the city in general. I mean, uh, you mentioned to me earlier. It's like I haven't. That's been a long time, and I haven't seen that many fight bum fights here. I mean, they must get along. When I used to <laughs> live in happy, Chicago, happy I saw bum. a lot of bum fights. Well, maybe it's to do with the temperature, and then, and then, you know, like uh, you know what I think it has to do. It has to do with the temperature and the availability of methadone. 
Uh, and bums are all fucked up. And, they, and plus, right. I mean, we get taxed, so they're getting like free oxycontin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're they're getting money. They can, but so they're, they're they're just inebriated. Most of them just don't. And then even we care. got, you know, we're in a tourist town, so fucking tourist dollars are thrown down. Able to get some yeah. meth to like make them excited. In Chicago, I mean, it's freezing, and it's yeah. like you know, it's survival of the fittest. Yeah. But yeah, I remember one time I saw this gnarly fight. I think it might have been Chicago. It might have been New York. Lower East Side. But it was a while ago, and the, these these two bums were fine. They always fight over cans. Cans or something like that, like cans or a bag of trash that they found. So they're, they're in this fight over, uh, I think it was a, a garbage bag full of cans. And they both had like lead pipes and they're like fencing off like fencers. Wow. You know, like parrying and, and, and deflecting blows. And the whole crowd of people like gathered around them cheering and like, yeah. And then this one bum got the better of the other one and smashed his head to a bloody pulp. Like busted his mouth. Jeez. Yeah, and and then it's like he's lying on the ground just bleeding, and the other bum just kind and of then what did you do? You just went. You just went to work. No, I was snapping pictures. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it's time for a Starbucks. It's just like I have to put this on Sick and Wrong. No, this was years ago. This was years before Sick and Wrong was even born. I can't even imagine even that, that, that when that when that that time. But was. no, when you see a fight like that, though, you know, a lot of people, are, you know, a lot of people just try to ignore it or try to avoid it and uh, get out of the way. How Don't. Many- how many people? That's, were, a, that's a spectator people, sport right there. How many people were like sat standing around watching when you, when that was happening? There's a crowd of at least like fifteen, cheering. Uh, wow, fifteen wow. people cheering, and no would, one stopped it. Do you think that would be the same here if the same thing happened? Or do you think? I think here like, you'd have some bleeding heart going, liberals yeah. stepping in between them and trying to stop it and then getting their head smashed <laughs> in. I, th- I think that would happen here. I mean, seriously, it's like they're they're hobos. Yeah, you know, let them kill each other. What, what are the what's the the police term? Uh, for a hobo? No, no. Um, NHI, Waste of life? NHI. When they say they say NHI with no humans involved. <laughs> <laughs> when they say that when dogs fight or something? No, when when like like low lives like prostitutes or drug dealers. Or they say drugs. NHI. Yeah, they say oh don't worry about it. It's all it's just NHI. Yeah, so. I imagine they must uh, classify it from there. But yeah, the the back behind the Transbay Terminal, that alley. It's like I've walked down that alley a couple times to get to work. And it's just like human feces and sleeping homeless people. Right. Just homeless people passed out on the ground all day and just human feces littering the whole alley. That's why I never walk down alleys in San Francisco. <laughs> that, that, that's the public toilet. That's bum well, toilet. Well, I know so you don't want to get fucking gang raped. And then peed on. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad, you, I'm, glad, I'm glad you got to witness a, uh, a marvelous bum fight. So what do we have for call number three? Try this one. Hey, what up, Ian Wyatt? Uh, sorry if you can't hear me, I'm in a kind of crowded bar, but I just talked to a girl outside, waiting in line, and she told me she was in the gay porn. I asked her, what kind of gay porn? She said, guy on guy. <laughs> and she said, every girl is into guy on guy gay porn. They find it intriguing. This is the first time I've heard about this shit, and I just want to know, have you guys ever heard about this before? Let me know. I love the show. Keep it sick. Keep it raw. I guess that's what everybody says. And you know what? I love you guys. You should be making millions of dollars for your entertainment. I think it's wrong. I agree with you. You know what my theory is on that? Well... Not necessarily whether or not... Is there any other kind of, like, gay porn? First of all, we got to, like, make... Oh, there's porn. So we all love lesbian but it, porn. But it's, yeah. That's gay. I think okay, that okay, falls okay, under the yeah, gay yeah, umbrella. Sure, right. But you yeah. know what my theory on this is? 
This drunken ass was outside trying to hit yeah. on this girl, and yeah, she's just like, "Yeah, I'm only I'm a gay lesbian. porn. I'm a lesbian. Right? <laughs> if, if you're willing to go suck another guy's dick, then maybe I'll, I'll contemplate sleeping with you." <laughs> hey, I, I think she was probably saying that just to get rid yeah. of him. But you know, though, to be honest, I've actually had a couple girlfriends. I didn't know if they were saying that they're into gay porn as like kind of an affront to me because I was suggesting we watch porn together. And she was saying, well... Or well, whether if, she wanted you to... Well, she was saying, if we watch, watch porn together, I like gay porn, so <laughs> you got to watch gay porn with me, like guy-on-guy guy porn, and then I'll watch straight porn with you. Oh, okay. And then I was like, yeah, I don't really see how that uh, that's a that fair quite, bargain. Yeah. I, you know, I'd rather just not watch porn altogether and just watch <laughs> porn by myself if that's what it's going to take. Let's just put a mirror on the ceiling and watch ourselves. I, I seriously wouldn't want to sit there and watch uh, two guys going no, at it. No, no. it's... It, it, it's Brokeback Mountain. Uh, I, I, mean, I still haven't even seen But, that. you know, she brought up an interesting point, and I think a lot of girls do feel this way, especially girls that are into guy-on-guy uh, guy porn. When you're in the straight porn world, you have actors like Ron Jeremy, big, fat, hairy bastard with a huge dick, right. having sex with a beautiful porn starlet. Yeah. Whereas I think most of the guys in gay porn yeah, I've read are that, attractive, right? you know, because it's... Yeah, but I've read them, like, most of the guys, not like the, the big, big main guys, like Evan Stone or whatever and stuff, but like the, the lower echelons of, of dudes, they are primarily gay porn dudes. I've because, heard most male porn stars because, do gay porn they Yeah, because money. they make so much more money. Yeah. And, and if, you know, if their penis uh, performs in that, in that realm, in, in every realm, then why not make why a bit not, more yeah, money? I mean, you know, right? you'd, you'd make, you know, capitalize yeah. on, on both right. markets there. But no, I mean, I, I think the, the fact of the matter is girls are like, I'd rather watch an attractive man, you know, doing, going at it. Then watching like because well, we not look we don't care really that it's Ron Jeremy because we're not looking at Ron Jeremy and also he you know we're like pitching ourselves in his shoes and we're like wow if Ron Jeremy can get this chick we can you know? you know what I've noticed a recent trend in porn over the past few years is the point of view porn yeah and yeah, I kind of yeah, like that yeah. I like well, the they point have of that, view like that the virtual virtual interactive one now where you know you can go different camera angles and you can switch in and switch in like the same shot but from different from different you're a pervert <laughs> <laughs> you like choose your angle to watch it yeah you can do like six different camera angles of the same shot I just kind of like the point of view because it's just like alright I'm, I'm this dude I don't have to see the guy's face right. and then you, you don't have to see ten, the guy it's like and you can pretend this 10 inch penis is yours it is mine yeah exactly <laughs> and it flatters me but no you know you don't and the, the worst part about it though and I've noticed myself doing this recently is I watch porn with the volume turned off especially at the end because I hate hearing the dudes grunting yeah, I, think, I can't say in a vocal dude. I think Lance brought this up last week. Was uh, you know like you're just you're just you're just on the vinegar strokes when you know that's uh, an English expression for like right on the verge of when you're going to come like like a bottle of the vinegar. vinegar strokes. Yeah, like you know when you have a bottle of vinegar and you like like you know you're shaking it and it's like squirting out on the on your fish and chips. So what's the jap side doing when you're in the vinegar strokes? <laughs> it's like opening, opening, <laughs> and you're right on the vinegar strokes, and then they you know they they, they pan up. And there's the guy's face, and you're just like, I really didn't need that right now, you know. And it just totally ruins yeah, it for you. Yeah, yeah. No, that that is the worst. It's like so when you got the you know like the point of view, the POV like situation, you're never gonna have that, are you? So yeah, you never have to look at the guy's right, face. Right. But yeah, so no, that's interesting. I I personally, I don't think most girls would prefer guy on guy porn because I think a lot of girls like to see a chick getting fucked. I think a lot of girls yeah. are like, yeah, I want to see this girl getting fucked, reamed, reamed. Yep, <laughs> cornholed. <laughs> but no, I think I mean I think, but I do see you know I do I've met girls out there that do like guy and guy porn. I met girls that like both porn. I've I met girls that just like to see naked people fucking. 
That's you know? okay. That's okay. No, okay. No, okay. You can throw a Labrador in there every now and then. A little well, bit of peanut yeah. butter. So we got one more call here. Uh, call number four. Hey, guys. I finally have fuck, fucking, fucking, I can't even talk right. Fuck, 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 fuck. Fucking, fuck, fucking, fucking to tell you. Um, oh, shit. I should practice this by identifying myself. This is Germator. I'm a little worked up, so this message probably isn't going to make hot a and bothered. Of sense. But, um, basically, okay, um, in my lab group for school for my uh, gross anatomy for my dissecting of people whatever I um I have another girl in my group who is a squealer who won't even touch a body and then I have another one who's a bleeder who seems to cut herself every time that she picks up a fucking scalpel so I basically do all the work which is not a big deal you know I like to cut into I guess it's not that big of a deal if you cut yourself or if you you know make a, a an erroneous incision in a cadaver no, as long as you're not cutting. You mean cutting yourself as a cutter? You mean? Well, yeah, but I mean, if she, if this girl's a surgeon and she's cutting her finger while she's like operating on somebody, yeah, you know, probably we're some like, whoops, I just like, yeah, you yeah, know, I, yeah, I imagine yeah. a cadaver is not that yeah. big of a deal, but if that's your lab partner, it's got to be a bit annoying. So yeah. it's like, did you cut yourself again? What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. yeah. Concentrate. I love her language though too. She's got the mouth of a sailor. I love it. Yeah. Cutting just some dead flesh. Not, not afraid to do that. But, um, anyhow, basically, I think the story of my life is if anything can go wrong, it will. And if anything can happen, it'll happen to me. So today I am working on my, uh, my lady's, uh, calf muscles. And I'm trying to separate the muscles to get at this, uh, nerve and artery or whatever that's, uh, underneath it. And, um, I do this with my fingers because I don't want to cut anything I don't need to. So, it gets really messy, and my lady is extra juicy. Um, and so the squealer is standing at the very end of the table, and I'm standing to the right of her, working on this lady's calf, and I keep telling her, look out, because I might spray you. But I guess she's feeling brave today, and she's all, I know, I can take it, blah, 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 blah. Um, so, long story short, um, I got stuck on some... Is she, like, chopping up a cadaver right, right during this call? I know, she looks a bit... Dis- she sounds a bit distracted, doesn't she? Like, what am I doing? It sounds like she's got her Bluetooth in her ear, and she's <laughs> yeah. got her scalpel out, and she's just, like, chopping off... And she's off. driving a car, and she's cooking like, dinner, cutting, and feeding cutting the baby. through someone's scrotum right now. I, yeah, I don't know what she's doing. Multitasking. Yeah, but definitely. ...some piece of hard fascia, and finally broke through it. When I hit it... Like I said, um, I kind of sprayed some corpse juice around. I love that. I love that, ter- I love that term, corpse juice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trying try to imagine what corpse juice looks like. Isn't it like kind of green and creamy? I think know? it was grayish. Grayish? And, yeah, I, like, I with a tinge of green, maybe? But what I understand is, so is it embalming fluid? No, no, no. It's like decom... They call it decom. Decomposed flesh? Yeah, they call it decom. Yeah, yeah. it's like the... The juices that come from decom of, of flesh, yeah. So do you think if you like poke a hole in their, you know, tit, like their nipple, you could just like press on it really hard and just spray it across the room? Think of the hijinks. Oh, yeah. And you could have some fun. Wonderful times. Fucking bitch jumps back to avoid being sprayed, even though I've warned her numerous times at this point. Jumps back gonna... hard enough that she kicks the bucket at the end of my table. Mind you, this is the bucket that collects all of the, um, excess juices from my corpse and it's like halfway full so she kicks this fucking bucket hard enough to knock it I she either broke the hook that it was on or knocked it off the hook I don't know but the fucking thing fell on the floor and sloshed straight up me so I am drenched with fucking 
disgusting embalmed corpse juice slash blood slash whatever the fuck else is in this bucket from like mid thigh down, just like soaking in it. And it's like it's in my shoe. It's it it's fucking disgusting. Um, so I basically just took all my supplies, got the fuck out of there. Um, I just left, by the way. That's why I'm out of breath because I was running across the parking lot. I ripped off my scrubs, like basically as soon as I was out of the building. So um, yeah, I I I ran for a while. So you, she's naked right now? Or running oh, no, down, I, I, screaming? Ah, I kind of have a chub here yeah, thinking no. about this uh, naked... And Durham on hot, too. I, you know, I'm seeing her on Facebook. So I, I picture this naked, hot Asian chick covered in corpse juice. Running, screaming naked. Running through the, yeah. kind of sounds like the wet dream I had two nights ago. ran from, like, the building door to my car in my underwear and um, threw my scrubs in the trash can because they are dead to me. There's no way I'm going to get that smell out of them. There's no way I'm going to get this smell out of me. I'm going to fucking smell like a dead person for the next goddamn week. Fucking terrific. So, I'm sorry if I sound a little hectic and angry. I'm driving... Well, what am I doing right now? Driving 80 miles an hour down the interstate in my underwear. Trying to get home, take a shower. I'm over. smoking cigarettes like crazy. I'll probably get fucking pulled over um, because I'm speeding and I'll be in my underwear. And it's not Explain even like the one. kind of underwear that's going to get me out of a ticket. Should have gone with the cheekies today, D, but um, looks like I'm rocking some Superman underoos. So if anything, it's just going to get me arrested for being fucking weird. Ugh. Fucking gross! I stink so fucking bad. It's so fucking gross. Anyhow, I just wanted to share. You know, I kind of like that phone call because it's an action phone call. This is, this well, actually you, occurred. Yeah, like just like, she's calling so while it's it happening. Occurred. Yeah, she, that's probably why she's so distracted. She's running away. She's from distraught. The scene of the she's crime. hairy yeah. because I mean that that's yeah. what, that's what uh, it, it it just happened. Whereas instead of getting a retelling of the event, which is what we tend to get. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm is she still? Yeah, talking? no, this is like a little bit. Longer. With you guys, I thought, who better to share with than my friends, G and Lance? Oh, and I'm wearing your shirt today, too. Ooh. So, yeah, if did anybody you, happened to be in the parking lot, and Did you, like, did she strip that off and, uh, like, left it behind, or... I kind of like the fact that uh, she was wearing yeah. her panties, a sick and wrong t-shirt, covered in corpse shoes. <laughs> it's hot. And there were quite a few people in the parking lot. They got to see um, a pantsless Asian chick running through the parking lot in a sick and wrong t-shirt. Yeah, so, I don't know what that says, but anyhow, that's all I got. I love you guys. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Well, thank you there, Dura Mater, for calling in that uh, wonderful story. It, it definitely gives us some uh, like uh, evocative me- mental images there. Yeah, she's a very passionate storyteller, for sure. Yeah, yeah. seriously. It just definitely gave me a chub. If I, if I actually saw pictures of it, I might, might have a full-fledged. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's it's funny to me. It's I think if she was covering corpse juice or any hot woman covering corpse juice... She goes straight to the bar and see if she can pick up a guy and see if anyone notices. Well, I think like the the, the, the visuals are a lot more like um, inducing than the than the actual probably the or the oral uh, smell of uh, of the corpse juice. You know, one, oh, you one mean just guy. seeing her like uh, yeah. covered in some kind yeah. of I, you know? It's it's it funny when, when she says when she says corpse juice. I, I picture like. At a Ghostbusters You're thinking Jello. Well, you remember that green ghost? It was Jello. Yeah, they're covered in like a kind of a mucusy thing. That's what I'm picturing. Like she's covered in this mucus. Her hair stuck together. When you actually like smell like the decompose. 
imposing flesh of a, a seven-year-old person. Of a fresh person. corpse. Yeah. yeah. No, you know, but it's, it would be interesting for me for her to go to like a local sports bar, get hit on by some guy. I mean, obviously she should put some pants on, but go to the local sports bar, get hit on by some guy and see if the guy's like, what kind of perfume are you wearing? <laughs> you smell like a dead person. Oh, that's eau de toilette. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Dura. I'm expecting more phone calls like that because she's in like morti- like mortuary school. Oh, right. Studying mortuary science. Well, I, so, yeah, I hope it wasn't like after she just committed the uh, homicide. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping this wasn't a corpse <laughs> that she was cutting up in her own basement. Right. But yeah, I'm expecting to hear some more stories like that. People call the Sick and Wrong Hotline 206-666-3846. Got a couple emails here, and then we got to get out of here there, Susie. Bad right Brains on. is playing tonight, and I'd like to go Are check him out. Are we going? Yeah, it's going. So uh, we got an email here from the White Mr. T. I didn't even know there was a White Mr. Does T. Does he have all the same jewels or what? And a mohawk? I, I don't know. Uh, hey, guys. White Mr. T here. This isn't a submission for a story. Just something I thought you might find funny. I'm listening to episode 189 at the moment and was inspired by Wackerly's concern over Facebook privacy. I got fired from my previous job because of Facebook. Wow. And the fact that at times I can be a complete mongoloid. Um, Everyone can be a retard sometimes. Yeah, but like, does he have any details or what? What you mean is, does he drool or or spit? (laughs) No, like the Facebook details. No, he does. I'm getting to that. About 18 months back, I was at work chatting on Facebook, mongoloid.1. You know, just let me clarify. I don't think mongoloids have Facebook accounts. Does he, like, I don't think Corky is logging no. into his Facebook account. Maybe. maybe but do they harm like Devo songs or what? <laughs> I was talking to a colleague on there venting about some other colleagues. Mongoloid.2. I did this on my wall. Mongoloid overload. Here's what I said about the two colleagues. Oh, God, don't worry about blah, blah, blah. I didn't include the name. He's a complete cunt. I'd love to punch him in his mutton chops. And I bet she's into S&M. I reckon she wears a crotchless PVC suit and squeezes tuna mayonnaise out of her vag over her husband's face. <laughs> he, wrote, he, he wrote this on Facebook? Yeah, he wrote this on a wall, on someone's on a wall. Like, you, know, you know how people yeah, have yeah, conversations yeah. Yeah, on their wall, right, which right. I don't understand. Why don't you just send a private message? You would think or so. Or chat. You can even chat on right. Facebook. Like, I am. I am. Yeah. Yeah. So I also mentioned that one of our clients smelt worse than shit and that I wanted to send psychic impulses to some of the others to give him a slap. But was the client was the oh come on the client wasn't on the on his friends list was it? Um, yeah, well let's see. <laughs> Two months later, I was in a tribunal over this. Oh shit! What exactly is a tribunal? I guess like is a, that like an English term like bell end oh, and, and, <laughs> and Japs eye? Japs eye. No, uh, well, yeah, tribunal is, well, no, I think they use it here too, don't they? It's like, uh, you know, it's like a lawsuit, but it's, you know, obviously not as granular as like, you know, grand court. But I mean, you, you go say, to like, to a court? Yeah, you go, like, you, you can, you can be represented by, you know, it's just basically you, the, you, the plaintiff, and then the, and then a lawyer or a judge or whatever. So. Well, supposedly someone had printed out copies of his wall and posted them to the two people I was talking How about. Also included in these printouts were records of the fact that I was at work writing this. My boss at the time was a gay guy who did not take too kindly to the fact that in other posts, I liberally used the word gay as a synonym for shitty. <laughs> you know, in this day and age, why do gay people get offended when straight just, people misuse the I, term gay? Yeah, I just saw that today, actually, and, and like on, on, on Facebook, actually, funny enough, yeah. I think it's I funny know. to... You know, you know what I, people are you know so what my PC theory is? now, isn't it? Well, you so know what my theory is? Okay. Gay people, if you don't want us to use the term gay in a derogatory sense to describe something as lame, right. why don't we spell, change the spelling of the word gay to G-H-E-Y? So it's gay, and that 
G-H-E-Y. It's pronounced the same. It's just spelled differently. G-H-E-Y. Okay. G-H-E-Y. So when we're saying, like, you know, that's retarded, that's gay, we're saying, we're not saying G-A-Y. We're saying, oh, you mean like Marvin Gay. Right. That's almost easier. Oops. Yeah. Yeah, that's almost easier. But so anyway, apparently his anal boss, no pun intended, was upset about him using the gay word for, gay as a synonym for shitty. I worked in a home for people with learning disabilities. And because of this incident, I was put on the Protection of Vulnerable Adults Register, which is a step away from the Sex Offenders Register. Oh, my goodness. I should be in Mensa. hope that raises a smile. White Mr. T. Dude, I, you know, wow. okay, there's a couple things I want to well, point out here. you know, I guess if you're in that, kind of, uh, in that kind of field, you probably better curb your mouth a little bit, right? It's like, you know, being, being a cop and being caught snorting cocaine, you've got to be a little bit... You know, okay, wary. so this guy's making fundamentally retarded people, calling them gay, <laughs> and uh, say, and imagining them wearing crotchless PVC suits, yeah. squeezing out tuna mayonnaise. Yeah, these, these are mentally retarded people. There, white Mr. Right. T. Yeah. You know, just kind of think of them. You know. Eating Kraft macaroni and cheese and watching cartoons. Well, that's the thing. He got, he's getting too close to it. He's like, you got to step, take a step back and like look at like what job you have and how you're treating, saying about people. <laughs> <laughs> but but I find it kind of funny because I had no idea. I've heard of the sex offenders register. I mean, we have. But I've never. Yeah, I've never well, heard of that Well, people can have one. that here, but I've never heard of the protection of vulnerable adults is that, register. Is that what's next for us? I guess. Uh, do we even have that in this country? I don't know. I'm assuming it's this guy worrying. is uh, yeah. a limey. Yeah. But I don't even know. Well, thank you, uh, White Mr. T. And there you go, people. I think that should be a lesson to you all. If you want to bitch about your friends or about your boss or about fellow employees, yeah. first of all, use G-A-Y-E or G-H-E-Y for yeah. the term gay. And just do it in a private message. Right. Email each other right. or go online and I am. Yeah. God, seriously. Yeah. It's, it's just retarded. It, it, it is. It's infuriating. Uh, people, you can email Sigarong at Sigarongpodcast at ahamel.com. Uh, Sleazy, I don't know. Are you a member of the Sigarong Forum? Yes. Are you? Yes. And how often do you ever go on there? Um, Occasionally? No. Like, maybe, like, I've been on there, like, three or four times. That's maybe. probably a good idea, because a lot of people bash you on that <laughs> forum. <laughs> you don't even want to you, see... You send me a few of those in, in IMs and stuff, so, yeah, I get it. I yeah, get you it. don't even want to see the yeah. Photoshop pictures of you getting uh, butt-raped by uh, various men of uh, differing sizes. Oh, oh really? <laughs> <laughs> but, people, right now, there's over 3,100 members on the Sick and Wrong Forum. There's a lot of action going on there, a lot of hot forum action going on there's a thread about people heading out to san francisco for the folsom street fair coming up this weekend well no is Is this weekend september 26th yeah are you gonna go wow uh yeah i'm I'm, when's the last time you went to folsom street Fair? i'm a regular (laughs) they're all like hey sleazy (laughs) welcome back you're regular yeah yeah what what is it what is it uh yeah takati and uh, lime yeah you know, Folsom Street Fair is like Christmas for my brother. Yeah. Like, seriously, my brother, it's like, that's New Year's But you know what? Brother. It's always, like, such nice weather in the city and stuff. Like, always. Like, so, like, they're in their prime. They've got their basically nothing on. Yeah, right? no, my brother's got, like, yeah. he's, my brother's already arranged his cock Chapped rings. out. He's got his butt plugs ready. He's got yeah, his but, traps ironed and pressed. But he's ready cl- to go. But they're clamping down on the freaking, um, like, uh, open air sex and shit right now. Is it too know? gay? And G A Y. Why? But yeah, people go check out the Sick and Wrong Forum. It's link. You can link to it right off of our main page, SickandWrongPodcast.com. Also, thank you everybody for subscribing to the show on iTunes and giving us so many wonderful comments. We love you all. It's very flattering. 
And uh, you're really actually helping out the show. You know, we were up to like number 15 or something this week. Are we? And, I mean, uh, are you? <laughs> yeah, no, we were. And, uh, you know, a lot of people find out about the show through iTunes. So uh, you're definitely building awareness for Sick and Wrong. Also, people, update on the T-shirts. I only have a couple mediums and some smalls left. If you're a small person, person of diminutive stature, if you're a midget, you might be able to order a small Sick and Wrong shirt. Um, I do have those. I don't have any large or extra larges, but I'm uh, the printing new ones are coming. the new design. Yeah. should be around for like a couple weeks. So if you order a shirt right now, it's balls we'll deep put it on kids. layaway for it's you. It's the dog's bollocks. Yeah, it's the dog's bollocks. Yeah. Definitely. No, but it's a pretty cool design, and uh, we're going to have new stickers, and there's going to be a launch of the new Sick and Wrong Cafe Press store coming up very soon. Awesome. Um, the Sick and Wrong Song of the Week here was sent in by Renee, who uh, is actually a pretty cool chick. I met her in Chicago. Oh. Uh, we went out for drinks at a couple of my favorite bars, Delilah's. Drinks? Drinks, oh, okay. drinks only because uh, she has a boyfriend. Oh. But a boyfriend in a cool punk rock band. Oh. It's called uh, Heads Will Roll, oh. if I'm not mistaken. But we went over to uh, Delilah's and then we went to um, Liar's Club for Metal Night. And one of the songs that uh, uh, the, the DJ played was a song by um, a band called Macabre. Have you ever heard of Macabre? No, I know Dance Macabre, but not Macabre. Nah, this is like pure straight-up death metal. Nice. So she writes, Hi, guys. I'm submitting the song Vampire of Dusseldorf by Macabre for the Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. This is off of a great metal album with each song devoted to a different serial killer. How apropos. Wow. Uh, for the show. I've also attached the album art, which mimics the Sgt. Pepper's cover, but replaces the famous actors with There's murderers. that many, huh? Yeah. Wow. So we'll have to post that to the uh, main Definitely. page. D, this is the song where I stopped conversation order concentrate on sloppily pretending to drum on the bar wine before booze please excuse i'm old enough to know better renee yeah. so thank you renee for sending in you <clears throat> <coughs> right thank you renee for sending in vampire dusseldorf by macabre and uh we're gonna end the show episode 193 kill it with macabre kill sick it. And wrong song of the week people will be back next week with a regular sick and wrong normal show didn't mean to cause you a That's disruption this week but i'd like to thank you thanks sleazy e You're for welcome. filling in tonight wonderful yeah, guest anytime. host and i'd like to thank uh todd bohannon murderauction.com go check it out mr murder auction we'll be back next week until then take All a sleazy right.
cocksucker, milky liquor motherfuckers, hey, go to adamandeve.com, type in the word diddle. Don't ask me what the fuck it means, but just type it in anyways. It has nothing to do with what your uncle used to do to you. And uh, just make sure you don't do like what I did. Go to adamandsteve.com, because that's fucking gay.